Welcome to episode 58 of the Clean Simple Free podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Fox. Saturday is the first day of spring, so it's the perfect time of year to discuss spring cleaning. Over the next few weeks, I'll be covering simple solutions to organize, declutter, and even redecorate your home with the things that you own and love. This will be an ongoing comprehensive guide to organizing and cleaning everything in your home for spring, so you don't want to miss it. I'll be kicking off this series right after the break, so stick around. Over the years, I've read many books and articles on downscaling, simplifying, and organizing, and I'm sure you have too. But sometimes, even after all this reading, when I'm overwhelmed with a cluttered area of my home, it's almost like I just forget the simplest basics. I'll find myself searching Google for something that's just going to tell me what to do so that I don't have to think about it. If this sounds familiar to you, don't stress, because I'm here to remind you of basic solutions for sorting through your things in a way that is simple and makes sense. In the intro, I mentioned giving our homes a new look for 2021. With most of us staying very home-centered in the past year, I thought it would be fun to spruce up my home on a budget with things I already own, and I wanted to share some of my ideas with you in a later episode. But before we start decorating, it's a good idea to downscale the things that we own. And before editing down, it's best if we have a clean and organized space. We gotta get the work out of the way before we do the fun part. So take a moment to think about this question that I have for you. What room of your home comes to mind when I say organize your space? Did you think of your bedroom? Do you think of the bathroom or kitchen? Determine which area of your home you'd like to start in. We really need to get specific with ourselves when starting this process. For example, if you thought of a bedroom while listening to this, you may have multiple bedrooms, so you need to decide if you're thinking of your room, your kids' rooms, or somebody else's. If we narrow it down further and decide on an area of the room, like the closet, are you also going to go through your partner's clothes or enlist their help? Are you going to start in your clothing closet or the spare or linen closet? These are such important questions. Like, okay, if you start in your closet, are you going to stick to the accessories or start on the shoes? It can get really overwhelming really quickly. That's why I'm asking all these questions because you don't want to be sorting through these questions in your mind and getting overwhelmed before you even started. So be very specific about where you'd like to start exactly. This will give us a realistic idea of what we're sorting, how long it will take, and break it down into manageable blocks of time to ensure that we can get our stuff properly organized and minimized. If your goal is to clean and sort your kitchen cabinets, start with underneath the kitchen sink, and then move on to the dish cupboard, the pantry, and so on. Let's pretend the cupboard under the kitchen sink is where we're starting our cleaning process. This is a really easy suggestion to use because it's not a place where sentimental items are stored, so emotional attachment won't get in the way of this example. This is a spot in the home where cleaning supplies are commonly stored, so I'm going to go ahead and use that for this hypothetical. 
The first thing to do when organizing any space is to take everything out of the area you're preparing to sort. This helps us see everything we own and also helps us put it back in an area that makes sense. So take all of your cleaning products and supplies out of the cabinet and thoroughly clean the area. This can be as simple as using a damp paper towel to sweep away debris or using a scrub pad to get spots off the cabinet doors. If you see any repairs that need tending to, this is the time to take care of those things as well. For this scenario, you may notice that you need to use some furniture scratch cover to fix up nicks and marks on the cabinet doors. Don't worry about it if you don't have, like, furniture polish on hand, or if you don't have the proper tools or materials to make those repairs, just make sure to put it on a list so that you can come back to it later and it doesn't halt your cleaning process. But if you can knock it out right then and there, that's great because that area will be done. So once everything is cleaned and repaired, it's time to sort through the clutter. Determine which products are useful and which can be recycled or thrown away. If anything's expired or if there's something that you just don't use, it's time to let go of it. Check online for ways to dispose of chemicals in your area because certain chemicals and containers are unsafe to be thrown out, dumped, or recycled. So safety first. If something has made its way under the sink that belongs in a different room or different spot, put it in a pile to put away and take care of it as soon as you get to a stopping point. When you've sorted the keeps from the get rid ofs, it's time to put everything away. Evaluate if there's a better way to store your items or if you're already storing them in the most ideal way possible. To elaborate, I got started on my spring cleaning a little early this year, so I just cleaned under my kitchen sink last month. When I got to this part, I happened to have a medium-sized cardboard box ready to go to the recycling dumpster. I was able to take that box and use it to keep my cleansers, rubber gloves, and my squeegee all in one compact place. We don't necessarily have to go to a storage supply shop for organizing solutions, especially when we're organizing something that will largely be kept out of sight. This is a slightly extra step, so don't worry if you're not able to get a hold of storage supplies. Just do what works best for you, get it clean, and move on. Sponsorship is a way to help this podcast keep running, so let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to the episode. To summarize what we've just talked about, I'm going to list off the steps to declutter your space fully. This can be applied to any room or area of your home, so feel free to write it down for later use because this method will be referred to a lot during this series. And as with any of my episodes, this is not law. You don't have to take every single step seriously. If something doesn't work for you, just change it up. But just for streamlined purposes, we're going to use this method as we go along in the series. Step one, determine where you'll start cleaning first. Be specific. Step two, remove everything from the spot you've chosen. Step three, clean the area and make repairs if needed. Step four, sort the items. Set aside the things to keep and edit down anything that's expired or that goes in a throwaway, donate, or relocate pile. If you're selling items, this step would be where you'd set aside the sell items as well. Step five, analyze the space and determine if you need any storage solutions. Step six, Put everything you're keeping back into its place and enjoy your freshly organized space. 
If this sounds overly complicated, it's really not. These steps should really only take a few minutes each, and some, like checking if you need organizing supplies, will just take a few seconds. Chances are you already know off the top of your head if you need a shower caddy or shoe rack, something like that, and the rest is going to come to you easily as you live and go about your day-to-day -day life. By having this thorough list of steps to take, we can be sure that our homes are very organized and that we're using the same method in every room. No spot will be missed, and they'll all be tidied in the same way for a unified feel. I don't know about you, but when I picture downscaling my stuff, I imagine filling a box with clothing and trinkets, but things with an expiration date are just as important to keep organized. The stuff in our pantries and refrigerator are extremely important to maintain, and that goes beyond making sure food hasn't spoiled, so just make sure you thoroughly clean and sort these items on a regular basis. The first thing that came to mind for me when introducing this topic was my spice cabinet. Spices expire too, and while you probably won't get sick from using old spices, they can lose a lot of their flavor, so it's a good idea to throw them away or replace them once they get old. I cook a lot of my food at home, and I tend to use a lot of spices when cooking. So my local grocery store sells spices by their weight, and I can refill these little mason jars that I use to keep my spices in, and I save plastic and money in the process. The reason I bring this up is that when spring cleaning my kitchen, I noticed that I was running low on basil, paprika, and a few other things. So instead of keeping those nearly empty jars sitting on the shelf, I made a point to buy the spices I needed so I could restock my kitchen and be able to cook my favorite meals without running out of these ingredients. Purchasing things we need, like organizers or spices, is just another way to truly deep clean our homes. And as long as we're using these things, it's still very minimal, so don't worry about bringing stuff like that into your home. Check the dates on items in your freezer, fridge, and pantry. You probably already do this regularly, but if you keep your food storage really full, checking those dates will make sure that you don't ruin a recipe by using something expired or getting sick by accidentally eating something old that has freezer burn. Don't forget about condiments. This is something that's really easy to overlook. Mustard, salad dressings, things like that have a longer shelf life than our food, but they can turn if the dates aren't checked often enough. Another thing when I was going through my fridge that I noticed is those little hot sauce and ketchup packets that accumulate from ordering takeout. Everyone I know seriously has a collection of these things in the door of their fridge. So put them all in a bag or some kind of container that keeps them together and try to use these up first or throw them away if it's something you won't use or don't like. Here's something else. Some people keep vitamins and medicine in their bathrooms, but I keep mine in a kitchen drawer, so I want to remind you to check those dates too. Medicine that's expired won't be as effective and can even make you sick, so check out those pills and keep everything up to date. If there's medication you no longer take, some pharmacies will take them off your hands to be recycled. I'm just trying to be really thorough here so that you guys will have a comprehensive guide, almost like a checklist to help you with your spring cleaning. Something that may slip under your radar is old cookware. 
Pots and pans that don't cook food very well anymore are things to add to your list of replacements. I have this big skillet that I love, but it cooks unevenly because it's so old, so that's definitely an item for my list. You can also pare down excess dishes like plates, mugs, barware, things like that. If you're not sure how many dishes are enough for your family, something that worked super well for me in the past is to put the extra dishes in a cabinet you don't use often and give it some time. If you find that you're running out of dishes faster than you can clean them, take some more out of the cabinet until you find that perfect balance that works for you. Before wrapping up this episode, I want to touch on the topic of things that have no designated category, like light bulbs, pens, and notepads. Some of these items will just have to take up a spot. I store my stationary supplies like pens and scissors in the same drawer as my medicine and vitamins, but I don't have a proper place for my light bulbs to live. I don't have a garage, so I can't exactly store the light bulbs on a workbench, so that means I have a cabinet above my stove with this random box of light bulbs, and it's okay if you don't have the perfect spot for every little thing. As long as your miscellaneous drawers or cabinets are kept to a minimum and aren't overflowing, it's just kind of a fact of life that we all have catch-all spots in our homes. As long as you've found the best solution for your space, you're doing everything right and you don't need to kick yourself for it. As a parting word, I want to remind each one of my listeners to just be patient with yourself, be thorough, and stay decisive in the cleaning process. You may be surprised at the amount of clutter you missed in the past, but you're going to love the way having everything so clean and uncluttered will make you feel. Good luck, and I'll see you in the next installment. That wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and were reminded of useful tips to help you get everything clean and simplified. If you want to do this challenge with me on Instagram, post your photos and use the hashtag CSFSpring. I'd love to see your home transformations. If you have a suggestion or comment for me, I want to hear from you. Email me at clean.simple.free at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram at username clean.simple.free. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast through listening. And remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when life is simplified, your mind will feel free. See you again soon.